It's October 23rd, 2019, and welcome to another edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. First up, uh, we have Nicole Chatterson from Zero Waste Oahu here to tell us about the upcoming Climathon. And then we'll be joined by Steve Petranik from Hawaii Business and Keala Peters from the Chamber of Commerce to tell us about a project to connect education to businesses. First up, I want to let you know about uh, this Friday, October 25th, the Hawaii Venture Capital Association will have its next breakfast panel called Hawaii's Investments in in Venture Capital. The panel consists of fund managers from the High Tip to Fund, Hawaii Employee Retirement Systems Venture Capital Focus Fund, and they'll discuss what new technologies they are investing in and why. Now, this takes place over at the Pacific Club. Doors open at 7.45 a.m. Program starts at 8.15, and that'll take place again on Friday the 25th, and I will post the link to register on the show notes for later on tonight. Now, I want to welcome Nicole Chatterson from Zero Waste Oahu, and she's here to tell us about a hackathon called the Climathon. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Bert. Good to be here. Now, tell, tell me real quickly, what is Zero Waste Hawaii? So, we are a community organization working to help rebuild a waste-free Hawaii. Uh, so, we're doing that through education, through some policy work, and by doing zero waste demonstration projects mm-hmm. in uh, businesses and institutions. So we just did a waste audit for the Marriott. Uh, we're working on food waste diversion and other spaces. Great. Yeah. Now, I I, um, I know you're over at Impact Hub, and I, I got word that uh, there's going to be this climate-thon, and I'm all into hackathon. So tell me, what is a climate-thon? Yeah, great question. It is not a climbing marathon. <laughs> okay, I knew that. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a design and thinking space for people to bring their ideas that could help us address climate change. Uh, and it's, uh, it was started in the U- European Union in 2015, and we're one of five cities in North America participating this year, and there are 100 cities around the world participating in the Climathon. And so each city picks a question that they want to focus on related to climate impacts, and they bring people in to find solutions for the city. Is is um, this taking place all at the same time across the country? So the five cities are all doing it this com- Across the world at the same oh, time. Really? Yeah, oh. yeah. So what question are we attempting to answer here? So we are looking at how we can minimize the climate impacts of tourism in Honolulu. Okay. And what kinds of, uh, let's say, resources or what kinds of things are you going to enable the teams to use in order to come up with perhaps their prototypes? Sure. So the teams will have 24 hours of access to the Impact Hub. Mm -hmm. There will be mentors roaming around helping people flesh out their ideas. We have workshops from the Sierra Club and from the Project Drawdown team that are going to help people understand the climate issues in Hawaii. Uh, And we're also expecting that there are people out there who have been thinking about this topic and are going to bring uh, already partially formed ideas in. So the actual climate-thon is, is only 24 hours, correct? So what would you expect to see at the end of that climate-thon? 
Sure. So we have a panel of judges uh, from HTA, Hawaii Green Growth, and the Hawaii Ecotourism Association. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be looking for projects that have a well-formed team uh, that have addressed the prompt. So it's actually looking at how to reduce the impacts of tourism in Hawaii um, and that have created an idea that's politically and culturally feasible for this place. Now, in 24 hours, you're probably not going to get any real completed project or anything. So you will probably get, you know, some pretty good ideas. What will happen after the climate-thon? Because, you know, the challenge with a lot of these hackathons is that they, you know, they get people together. It's really an intense gathering of ideas and, and energy. And then the, you know, the event ends. But the important work really starts after the, you know, the event ends. So what, what do you have in mind post-Climathon? Sure. So the winning team gets a full-time membership to the Impact Hub for four months as they're fleshing out their idea. Mm-hmm. We have a team of mentors who have signed up to help these folks formulate their idea. And then they're also entered into the running to go to Paris and work with the Global Climathon team uh, to bring their idea to the next level. All right, very yeah. good. So... Uh, Real quickly now, where um, this is taking place this coming weekend, right? Yeah, so Saturday, October 26th at 10 a.m., the hackathon starts. So you can show up uh, whether or not you're registered for a team mm-hmm. and find a team to join on to. If you don't want to participate in the hackathon, we have two workshops that are open to the public starting in the afternoon. And we also have a movie night on Friday uh, looking at a film about the human impacts of climate change or the right. impacts of climate change on humans. And in uh, on the Sunday is when the actual demonstrations will take place. So if people want to kind of catch what peop- what ideas were generated as a result of the climate on Sunday is kind of the day, right? Yeah, be there by Sunday at, at 10 a.m. if you want to see now, that. Now, is there like prize money? Mm, not. Not that I know of yet. Okay, okay. But so maybe mostly, if the stars align. Mostly, it's it's uh, act act you know access to mentors and 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 uh, impact hub and actually kind of getting a nurturing process to maybe further uh, build out the idea. Correct. Yeah. Oh, great. So where can people sign up? So people can sign up at impacthubhnl.com. There's a link to the Climathon registration there. Okay, very good. I'll put that up on our show notes. Thanks, Nicole, for joining us. Thanks, Bert, for having me. And we'll take a short break. And when we return, we'll be joined by Steve Petranek and Keala Peters. We'll talk about Education Connectors. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributors the Rice Partnership, Kaiser Permanente, and PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. We live in Hakalau, which is a tiny little village 16 miles north of Hilo. And there's absolutely, we don't have high-speed anything, There's no cable TV, so uh, radio is our lifeline. We absolutely live for HPR. We listen throughout the day without fail. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marsh Cafe, and I am now glad to invite here in the studio Steve Petranik. He's the editor of Hawaii Business, first time 
having him on the show, as well as Kiala Peters. She's the Vice President of Education and Workforce Development over at the Chamber of Commerce. And we're here to talk about connecting students and teachers to the business community. And uh, I'm, I'm just happy to have you both on Bite Marks Cafe. Thank you for inviting us. Happy to be here. Now, Steve, I guess I'll start with you and I'll throw this question uh, your way, which is, you know, what, what, what problem are we solving here? We, I mean, we've got education, we've got business. Now, is there a gap in connecting those two? Well, there's a lot of teachers that don't know business people, and they're business people who don't know teachers. So how do we connect those two? We thought of Match.com. We wanted to build a Match.com-type platform that connects those schools, teachers, with business people who want to support them. And there's all kinds of things that the schools need. For instance, there's a lot of career academies in which they're trying to teach real career skills to students in high school. Businesses know what those skills are, what what are needed, how to get um, kids to get that career path started while they're still in high school. And we needed a technology platform to make those connections. Now, before we get into some of the details, uh, there are other types of efforts like, uh, let's say, workforce development kinds of programs, Mm -hmm. right, that that connect uh, students and and, uh, various academies to the potential of work in a uh, a segment or a, a, an industry uh is this something is this something more than that well no i don't think it, it it's to facilitate exactly that often it's a personal connection oh yeah hawaiian electric's been working with this school for years and they've been helping support them but often those connections don't exist for schools that are further out like mm-hmm. maybe in Waianae or on a neighbor island or so on we eventually want to build this platform uh statewide so that any school can connect to any business that wants to offer its services. Now, it might be a person in person as a class uh, speaker. Maybe it's an internship. Maybe it's advice on curriculum where you're actually part of the curriculum academy board providing regular advice. This is what you should be teaching. Maybe this is how you can teach it. And that's what schools really need and want because Schools are transitioning to more career-focused education. Mm-hmm. Now, Keala, as uh, you know, as a representative of the uh, Chamber of Commerce, you represent the business community in Hawaii. So this is definitely kind of in your sweet spot. You know what uh, what Steve is talking about. What is the what is uh, the chamber involved in in terms of trying to connect this uh, education pool of students and, and 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 sort of help this pathway of them as they go through their education and then look at businesses in Hawaii that they could land in. Right. What we're talking about is creating pathways between education and employment. And the Chamber of Commerce has over 2,000 business members. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. we're in a unique position to be able to bridge business with education. And as Steve mentioned, really facilitating the coming together to be able to provide high-quality work-based learning opportunities for our students. And so the educators in our community are doing a tremendous job um, with career academies and pathways and CTE. Um, But the work-based learning component is such an important element. And so at the Chamber of Commerce, we're involved in right now two primary efforts that are helping to facilitate bridging business with education. Um, The first is thanks to a grant from um, the Castle Foundation, and it allows us to physically be an intermediary in two public high schools 
to work with the teachers to provide them with the business partners that they need to be able to um, facilitate work-based learning opportunities for their students. That's the first primary um, project that we're working on. The second project is sector partnerships. And with sector partnerships, which is funded by uh, the Strata Education Network, the Chamber of Commerce, along with our partners at the University of Hawaii, are facilitating the bringing together of executives in Hawaii by industry and really facilitating the conversations around what are our highest priorities that as an industry we can solve together. Perhaps we can't do it as an individual company, but if we come together, perhaps we can move the needle. And a lot of those priorities are in the arena of workforce development. So um, what, are the, what are the sectors that you are focusing in on? Right now we have two very vibrant active sectors thanks to our industry leaders healthcare and engineering. And I'll tell you just a couple of examples of some of the workforce development work that's being um, um, tackled um, in those sectors. In the healthcare sector, that sector is working closely with the Healthcare Association of Hawaii, who has just released a report around our workforce needs within the healthcare industry. Mm -hmm. And so here we have leaders coming together to start to identify some of the action items that need to take place to close that workforce gap in healthcare. Tremendous work being done. Um, the second sector is the engineering sector. And so what those engineering executives are asking themselves is, is what are our graduates perhaps not well equipped with when they come to us in the workforce? And in the engineering sector, what's interesting is that they're solid on the technical skills, but sometimes their soft skills or professional skills aren't quite where they need to be. And so sector partnerships is bringing these leaders together with the educators to try to um, design curriculum that better prepares our engineering students to be successful in the workforce. Well, you know, I'm, I'm actually quite pleased to hear that engineering was a sector that's been identified by the chamber. I would have perhaps guessed, you know, it would have been the travel industry. But as far as representatives of the engineering sector, who would be some of the typical companies that would be, uh, let's say, uh, resources for your your insight or perspectives of, of engineering right. in Hawaii? We have great engagement by the leaders in our community. And so we've got representatives from Booz Allen Hamilton, mm -hmm. from Oceanit, um, from many of the large engineering um, firms in town. And so they sit around the table. Sometimes they're competitors, sometimes they're collaborators, but they sit around the same table and together are trying to tackle these, um, these workforce development issues. And these are engineering uh, uh, specialties that span civil, mechanical, electrical? Correct, correct. And we even have representatives from professional associations, ASCE, who sit around with industry with their association hat on to see how maybe they can help solve the problem. Okay, great. So, uh, Steve, you know, when you were talking about uh, trying to help bridge this gap, and, and I, one of the first questions that I came up in my mind was, you know, as, as the editor of Hawaii Business, why is Hawaii Business interested in actually helping move this initiative? Because primarily, uh, you report on business. Right, right. Well, our, our mission is to support the local economy and help our communities thrive. And that means we've got to get involved in education. Education is a huge driver of the economy. It's a huge uh, thing to our people and, and supporting our communities. So, it, you know, think of it from the, the, the student's point of view. These people coming in with careers who've had successful careers, talking to them, helping teach them, they're also inspiring them. And the kids are able to test drive career opportunities. 
Am I interested in healthcare? Well, let me take a look at it. Am I interested in engineering? Am I interested in IT? Mm-hmm. All these possibilities are there. And they're talking to people who are actually in the business, not just to a teacher is great for, for helping them, but they're also talking, what is the, what, what do I do? What do you do in your particular job? That's a great opportunity for students to learn. And, and they don't have to wait to college to pick a career path. They can start learning in high school. And then they're ready to go when they, if they go to college or even if they don't go to college, they've got a, an opportunity, a career path laid out for them. So the, the system that I got um, a teaser on was something that came out of uh, uh, I guess it's the School of Business uh, through Susan Yamada, yeah. and they're working on a an actual website that you had kind of earlier mentioned, uh, Batch.com. Mm-hmm. Maybe tell us a little bit about what this what this uh, online platform does. We we call it the Climb High Bridge, mm-hmm. HI Climb High Bridge, and it has on one side schools signing up, and and. Let's use Waipahu High School as an example. I think there's there may be nine teachers already linked, and we're still in beta testing. We just finished our beta testing, and they can look on the business side and see, oh, wow, there's 20 companies that have listed opportunities. There's classroom speakers. There's internships there. there there's uh, um, project-based learning opportunities. All these possibilities are listed there. And with a click of a button, they can connect with that business and say, I'm interested. I'd love to have you come speak to our class. I'd love to work on this project-based learning thing you're talking about. And and those connections are made. People who don't know each other, don't even really know that business, can make connections in the real world. So in terms of uh, the actual platform, is it something that uh, Hawaii business is developing or or are you? Are there's partners involved? With right. This, right. We have. Uh, we formed a nonprofit called the Education Bridge. Okay. We partnered with an existing nonprofit called Climb High, which was already focused on the tourism interest, industry, but was interested in expanding out into other industries in Hawaii. So it was a great match between the two nonprofits. We're building the platform now. We have seven schools on board already, about 30 businesses, and we're looking to expand. So we're, we're getting the kinks out of the system right now, and, and, and we're going to be adding schools slowly. So um, there's an email address. That you, if, well, well, no, no. no, I mean, no we'll no, save that till later on because okay. I still want to ask you more questions about how, you know, how did you go about actually getting these first seven schools to sign on to the beta? Yeah. Uh, because, you know, it, it takes a little bit of a, a sales job to actually get their interest. Want to hold that thought? Okay. We'll be right back after this short uh, break to continue our conversation with both Steve Petranek and Kayla Peters about education connectors. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Ekahi Health, Ulupono Initiative, and Impact Hub Honolulu Coworking. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Steve Petranek from the Hawaii Business Magazine and Keala Peters from the Chamber of Commerce, and we're talking about education connectors and bringing sort of the students and teachers closer, closing that gap with the the business community in Hawaii. And right before the break, uh, we're talking about the uh, Climb High Bridge which is uh, in pilot or beta right now. And, and Steve, you were talking about seven schools that were uh, initially part of the pilot. And Waipahu, you know, they're like, they're like involved with everything. Yes, they are. <laughs> Pretty much. 
Uh, how did, who are some of the other schools, and how did you get them on board? We have IAEA High. We have the Farrington, Roosevelt, uh, Pearl City. We have the Myron B. Thompson Academy, and I'm leaving oh, Castle, Castle High on the Windward side. They're all involved. Uh, we have a lot of businesses in, involved. Um, too many to name, but, you know, mm-hmm. um, Howard Hughes, uh, Y Hata, Hawaii Business Magazine, our, our sister publications, um, ESPN Radio, and, and there's, um, you know, Hawaiian Electric is there, American Savings Bank, Bank of Hawaii, First Hawaiian Bank, all the major banks, Central Pacific Bank. They're all involved with this. They're all offering opportunities for these schools to connect. To the initial um, uh, aspect with launching it was – personal connections. I'd drive out to Waipahu High with, with Susan Yamada, and we'd sit down and we'd talk to the principal and vice principals and the other administrators. They loved the idea. Then then they know exactly what we wanted to do, and they were happy to help with the beta. Now, Kiana, uh, given what uh, Steve has just shared, do you see a connection between your program and perhaps leveraging that platform? I'm uh, you know, I always like to think that the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So how are you connected with some of these efforts? Well, Climb High Bridge is is really really kind of the catalyst for, I think, a greater vision of what could be for our community. If you think about um, the experience for students or teachers when they want to participate in these work-based learning opportunities, oftentimes they need to know where to go to find the information. They need to have a social network that maybe connects them with something like an internship. And that often leaves a segment of population out if they don't know people who know of opportunities. And so at the chamber, we're going through a kind of a discovery process mm-hmm. of understanding what exists in our community similar to Climb High Bridge that we can harness and perhaps um, um, leverage into uh, maybe a more cohesive approach for the state so that business students and educators don't have to work so hard to find opportunities. And Climb High Bridge really has been the catalyst for thinking bigger. Where do we go from here? The real opportunity now is how do we bring some of these segments of really great work that's happening in our community? Um, a few of them that you know are, are examples of best-in-class work um, is the University of Hawaii's Career Explorer website. Um, we've got the Elemental Accelerators Root Plus STEM um, uh, repository of programs. We've got Kamehameha Schools Imua Exchange that brings opportunities for Native Hawaiians together into one digital platform. The list goes on and on. We have individual companies like Booz Allen Hamilton, Hawaii Pacific Health, Hawaiian Airlines, all who provide amazing programs. But it takes a lot of effort right now to become aware and to be able to access some of this. So at the chamber, we're wanting to understand how we, as a convener, can maybe bring some of these different players together into something that results in easier access by students, educators, and businesses. So, so uh, as a convener, would you bring them in in a in a physical space and just have them, you know, hear what is available out there, or, or in addition to that, would you perhaps give them a link or a connection to to Steve and Climb High Bridge, and you know, if they have opportunities at let's say Hawaiian Air, they could actually load it up on the website and then. As you're talking to schools, Steve, I mean, you could get them to realize that there are actual things that that companies are offering that are available on the website. Well, there, you know, there's so many initiatives going on. Yeah, it would be nice one day to put them all on one site. You know, you're going to you see everything here at one place. Right now, it's just great to 
to do as many different initiatives as, as we can, trying everything, experimenting here. I mean, we, we're not at, uh, we haven't gone statewide yet. That's our ambition, but, but we're still, you know, getting the kinks out, getting it perfect. And everything that the chamber is doing in so many different areas, whether it's based on ethnicity or it's based on a, on a particular industry or so on, eventually maybe it'll all coalesce into one site. That, there would be a great place to have a market where you can go to one thing and see all the different opportunities that are available. So, Kiala, you know, the, one of the, one of the um, I guess, uh, functions that, that people have expressed to me is uh, a connector for interns that are coming out of school or, or, or currently in school, but they may be a junior or senior or whatever, you know, and they would like to do an internship at a, at a business. How would you uh, envision kind of the chamber in the role of a convener helping to make that happen? I think if we look at Climb High Bridge and we amplify that solution, right now Climb High Bridge um, doesn't include internships, but in a future phase, mm-hmm. couldn't it? And and that can be the platform where businesses and, ed- and uh, students come together and have a Match.com experience. Um, we have examples um, of uh, intern- uh, internship aggregators from other chambers throughout the country that really are best in class. So we're studying those solutions mm-hmm. and learning from them and trying to see how we can apply that solution to what already exists here in Hawaii. Um, and, you know, the, the, the time is, is, is perfect because we have initiatives um, such as the Hawaii Executive Conference Change Initiative with Hawaii Community Foundation that is really bringing the best minds together to try to solve some of these complex problems. And so the, the momentum is there. The um, brain power is there. The funding is there. We just need to coalesce all of this good work into solutions. Now, I was going to ask you, and I'm glad you prompted me, when you say the funding is there, who are some of the organizations that would typically fund projects that you have or even projects that uh, Steve is talking about? Well, you know, we have Kamehameha Schools, who is really doing a lot of work in this arena. We have Hawaii Community Foundation, mm-hmm. who has funders who have expressed an interest and who are already backing this work. We have uh, the Castle Foundation, the Strata Foundation. These are all people that the Chamber is currently working with in some capacity or another. And so there's tremendous energy around trying to put our heads together and to um, really develop a roadmap a coordinated roadmap together. There's a lot of work ahead of us, more unanswered questions than anything. Um, But we're encouraged by this first step of being able to bring um, these um, tremendous minds together who have a passion for trying to solve this problem and um, create an environment where Hawaii students can actually um, transition into careers Mm -hmm. that not only are fulfilling, but allow them to earn a, a, a living wage and thrive in Hawaii. No, that's great. And Steve, uh, in terms of climb high, you're in the in a beta mode right now. I mean, what's it going to take to get to uh, a release to the statewide statewide uh, access to this site? Well, if you want to contact us, we'll add you on. We're going to start adding on a few people at a time, few companies, few schools. So, uh, I, I I would say. Maybe by September of next, August of next year, we'll be able to invite everybody on. So you still have you're still looking at another twelve months then to mm. to actually make this uh, a public release. Well, um, if you want to sign up, uh, Bert, you're going to give them the email well, address. Yeah, what's the? Oh, I have it right here. It's yeah. what? 
Info, info at climbhigh.org. Yes, and it's uh, H-I for Climb High. And um, we'll, we'll bring you on right now. If you're a business uh, leader, you, you work in a business that wants to support schools, send an email to that uh, email address. If you're a school and you want to jump on board, send one also. So is it, is it actually functional for oh, the yeah. beta? Oh, yeah. We've got this good. We just don't want to take on everybody now. Because it's it's that would be overwhelming. Okay, so we, uh, I, will, want some I will more. definitely put that up there. Definitely want more. And by the way, we we do have a few internships, and we're going to keep adding more and more internships. Kiala, where can people contact you or or find out more about what the chamber is doing in closing this education business gap? Sure, go to cochawaii.org and learn more about what the chamber is doing. And I would love to personally connect with players in the community who are interested in what we've been talking about today. Sounds good. Steve Petranek is the editor of Hawaii Business, and Kiala Peters is the vice president of education and workforce development over at the Chamber of Commerce. I want to thank you both for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank you for listening to Bite Mars Cafe. Join us next week when we will talk to a local company called Waysign about digital signage over at bus stops. If you missed any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. If you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR1 every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. You're only two, love no-